Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. You join us live from Wentworth, where we've just witnessed Danny Willett win his seventh European Tour title at the BMW PGA Championship. Hello and welcome to the clubhouse. You join us live from Wentworth here just after Danny Willett won his seventh European Tour title. Elliot Heath here joined by Sam Tremlett. Sam, you right? Yeah, hello. Yeah, very good to be here. How was your week, firstly? Your first week this covering was, Wentworth? Yes, this was my first uh, experience covering Wentworth inside the ropes, media stuff, and absolutely fantastic week. Got really lucky with the weather, saw some incredible golf. I mean, just absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, firstly, starting with the week, what do you think of the course? Course looked stunning. The greens were like they got more and more firm throughout the week and they got a lot quicker. I mean, it just looked fantastic, didn't it? I mean, it's so good the schedule changed. Now it's back to September. Well, sorry, now it is September. Um, I mean, it just felt like the course grew up a little bit more. Yeah, it's had a whole season to grow. Everyone said that. And we've seen all the press conferences this week. All the players are really positive. They're saying yeah. they've never seen Wentworth like this before. Billy Horshall as well in his press conference. This was his first experience here. And he said it just was unbelievable, how that quality of the course. Yeah, encouraged um, his fellow Americans to come and play next time out. Yeah, so hopefully we get more um, Americans coming over, more PJ Tour members. Who knows, maybe we could see DJ Kepka. Speed, Thomas, whoever, like next year. Sorry if you can hear a bit of bass in the background. We're recording this outside of the media centre and Anne-Marie has just started her concert outside. So. Yeah, the bass is strong, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's, it's rocking through the floor right now. Uh, some more atmospheric setting here. We've just seen Danny Willett walk over that bridge, haven't we? Spraying champagne over the fans, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem cold. to be enjoying themselves and so does Danny. That was a long week, well, a long day, wasn't it? Loads of rain. Yes, the yeah, play, was play wasn't slow, though, was it? It was actually really good um, in terms of when they teed off and everything. But, um, I mean, Danny played excellently, didn't he? Like, he was, I must admit, at the start of the day, I thought Ram was going to do it. Yeah, Ram's been looking great this um, week, hasn't he? Because I followed him on the second day, and he seems to just be striking it so well. I thought, I mean, he looks so good, and I thought I picked him at the start of the day, but... I mean, he got a little bit of unlucky bounces and lip outs and stuff, but Danny, like down the stretch, was, I mean, imperious, wasn't he? Yeah, Ram was hitting it probably 15, 20 yards further than Willett, but Willett, he's a real terrier, isn't he? He, yeah. he was just grinding out there. He started par birdie birdie, birdie another one at the eighth. Yeah, had an incredible long putt bogey. I can't remember what hole it was. That was so the 11th. 11th. I think that was a turning point. Turning point, big time, because, I mean, from the... Like in the middle of the fairway and everything, like he put, put it in the bunker. Did yeah, he? Yeah, put it on the bunker on the, the seventh, blazed it well right. Then he messed up his oh, chip out, didn't sorry, he? Yes, hit it in the heather that. where he looked like he hurt his wrist. Yes. And at yeah. that point, we're thinking this could be a double bogey. Ram could make a birdie because he only had 100 yards in. Yeah. And you're like, well, it was too clear. He's now going to go one back. Yes. And then suddenly made a 40 footer for, bo uh, for bogey. Yeah. Ram parred. Ram looked seething after that, yeah, didn't he? Did. he? <laughs> and then I Ram mean, messed up the next, didn't he? That par 5 12th. He was just short of the green in two. And just like Justin Rose, his ball rolled back off rolled the back front of the green. Feet. Yep. And then he, he failed to get up and down, didn't he? Yeah, off he made a bogey. time, yes. So, so Willett so gained a shot there. Yeah. It just seemed to be, everything seemed to be going Willett's way. You create your own luck, and it's that old adage, but. On, on another day, Ram's putts, I mean, he had a couple of bad lip-outs as well. We could be standing here 
in a playoff kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, congratulations to Danny. So that was Danny Willett's seventh European Tour win. It was his first ever pro victory on British soil as well. And after winning the Masters in 2016, he got up to ninth in the world, obviously a major winner. Last May, he was down at 462. So what a clawback. What a clawback. He's done great work with Sean Foley. Uh, Yeah, they were saying he's turned his fade into a draw. He can hit all the shots now. And he's putted so well this week. He's got to be looking towards the Ryder Cup, hasn't he? Ah, so uh, listeners, this week Sam... This is a sneaky move coming up from Elliot Heath. <laughs> Sam was talking about predicting his uh, Ryder Cup team for next year and Danny Willett wasn't in it. So it, it, is he it in wasn't it now? one of the first 12 names I set out, it, actually where I was going. And I, in hindsight, it's easy to say, yeah, he would have been one of the 12, but I stand by the 12 I picked first. So you don't think Willett will make the team next year? It's still a long way to go. A long way to go, but probably not, but I'm perfectly happy to admit when I'm wrong I mean it'll prove me wrong probably but see what happens um, there are a lot of good young, young Europeans that are playing well Victor's going to make it anyway but anyway we've got yeah, sidetracked Tom, let's talk about him what a week that was uh, it's another week where he hasn't contended at the top but it's another top 10 he's made every single cut as a pro and he had massive following this week here in yes. Europe for the first time I, I wanted to go and see him I watched him tee off from the, the like the right behind the first tee and he just absolutely smashes the ball. Like, yeah. just made a different noise. And he, like, carried the bunker on the first. And he's short as well, isn't he? It's not like he's a six-foot-three no, guy no. or something. I thought that when he walked up, I thought, God, he's teeny. Like, yeah. how can he hit it so far? And he does that kind of stop at the top and then goes up a little bit further. Yeah, he, he looks really, really good. I mean, he, he just makes a lot of birdies. If he can cut out the bogeys as well, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, he made he over wins. 20 birdies this week and yeah. an eagle. But I was in Padraig Harrington's press conference on Wednesday and I would say 40% of the questions were about Victor Hovland, yeah. which is insane. He only turned pro four months ago or something. He's he's He seems to be just playing really, really well and... I mean, it's only a matter of time before he wins. I'm, like, There's no other way you've got to look at it. He just needs to string everything together. Yeah, I would say as well, on the podcast a few weeks ago... <laughs> Uh, Tom will be back next week. <laughs> I said to Tom that Victor Hovland is like the Spanish or the Norwegian John Rahm. What did McElroy say in his press conference this week <laughs> when he was asked about Hovland? Because everyone this week has been asked about Hovland. Uh, he said um, Hovland's like the Norwegian John Rahm. Well, I'll, le- I'll leave Tom to have that out with you. <laughs> um, I'm not getting involved in this. <laughs> back to McElroy then, like we just touched on. What a week that was for him. So he... He said he came into this week after two weeks on the sofa. Yeah. Because obviously it was Not a really very big finish to the PGA Tour. Yeah. Uh, and then Tappers on the podcast this week, he, he followed Rory on Tuesday. He said he mm. didn't hit one bad shot and he actually said Rory is going to win. And then Rust, I guess, hit him he, and he shot 76, he, he, four press, over on the first day. Yeah, in his press conference he said it felt like he hadn't swung a club in years like that first day, the first like the practice day and the first round, like he was struggling a little bit, and it showed on the back nine. He shot forty-two. I mean, he was a back what, nine what, has three par fives on it. Exactly. As well. well, he was one under uh, with six to go, wasn't he? And yep. he was looking to get to like maybe three or four and like a good solid first round. But on another, <sighs> said that again. But on another day, I mean, he's shooting level par for that back nine. And he's contending in this later down the week. He played brilliantly to make the cut. Yeah, he did. That Friday viewing was, was Friday awesome. Friday viewing, it was like the Open again, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> um, on, on a much lesser scale, but again, the crowds were all behind him. Yeah. He's, he's such a star, Yeah. and 
partly because of him, this week has been really good for the European tour. Yeah, like, we're standing here with smiles on our faces. I think yeah. everyone here is in great spirits, even yeah. though it's been wet today. Because yeah. we've seen just a really good event. I think next year there will be more Americans playing, judging I mean, by what Horschel said. Yeah, back to Rory as well. Like, I, I followed them inside the ropes, like as, as you do, like as a yeah, how media was that? member. Oh, like the crowds, like I couldn't believe how much how many smaller noises you hear like as a player like I get distracted by anything that goes on in my backswing and stuff but these guys have to put up with so many little noises I don't know how they do it but anyway the crowds following McElroy were just so much larger and noisier um, and just having to deal with that pressure constantly I mean I suppose Tiger had to deal with it for years like it just adds to the atmosphere it's yeah I noticed that um, there are a few like gravel paths because I went out for a couple of hours on on Thursday or yes, Friday. Yes, this was annoying me too. And, I know where you're going with this. And yeah, just the, the gravel paths do make a lot of noise and yeah. people who aren't really near the golfers do kind of make quite a bit it of noise. echoes, like on the fourth, for example, like the par five down the hill, like echoes up. Yeah. So the players the hitting their second shots in can still hear people walking down even if they're 70 yards away. So yeah, I mean, next time everyone, like, stop walking. Like. <laughs> Right, anyway, we, we've just seen Danny Willett come into Media Centre. We're going to go to that press conference. We'll see if we can get some audio for the podcast. Yeah. If not, we'll be back to discuss what Willett said. Yeah, Levin was a, was a real big point in, in the golf tournament. I think, you know, I've watched a lot of golf on TV and the people who win every week aren't the guys who just keep hitting it close and hold six-footers and this and that. Something, certain things happen through the week and that was one of those moments. It doesn't always happen on a Sunday. It might happen on a Thursday, Friday. But, yeah, for that to happen on a Sunday... You know, early on in that back nine was was pretty crucial just to just to keep my nose in front really and um, yeah, just to give me that little bit of breathing room still down them last six holes. Obviously, I've it you know I've, I've hit it lovely all week and yeah, that was a real the first time I wasn't I didn't have a great picture and I wasn't kind of sticking to what I was doing which was annoying. Um, was very very close to being real good that second shot and just clipped the edge of the tree and as it does then goes back into the other and buries itself and yeah hit a root. When I when I tried to get it out and it was a little bit a little bit funky for 20 minutes, so I popped a couple of paracetamol and did some stretches stuff that I've, that that you kind of know would somewhat ease it off. Um, but it was a little a little sneaky for yeah for a little bit there. But yeah, then obviously the 50 footer um, for bogey was uh, was was relatively memorable. Um, and then yeah went to went to try and get back and get the heart rate back to back to somewhere normal and um, and played some real nice golf coming down the stretch. I thought. I mean, any any tournament win is amazing. Um, you know, that's now my seventh win on tour, and every single time that I've won, they've been pretty pretty stellar events against pretty stellar fields. Um, and you know, the the Ryder Cup stuff. Yeah, it's the, I mean, it's the first event of what 40 odds, whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, in in a year's time when it's back in America, I think it's Whistling Straits, is it? So um, yeah, it's always nice. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of questions around that. Um, I might be the guy that plays every Ryder Cup away from home, which would be great fun for me. But you know, it's, it's it's more, you know, being able to compete under the pressure, with everything that's happened. You know, that that self belief in in what you do, in the inner the inner stuff that you say to yourself, the things that people don't see. You know, on the outside, the hours you put in, what you do, what you've got to sacrifice. And um, uh, but the one thing for me is that I would I would have been completely happy with myself today if I'd have finished first or tenth. You know, and that's I think that is a big. That's the big difference. I think before winning was was one of the main things. When you get in that position, I think that then makes winning harder. So for me, it was uh, you know the ability to get in position in contention. I think is a lot harder than winning. Um, so yeah, to be able to polish it off, I'm 
and I've said it before, I feel like I'm pretty good when I'm in contention, when I've got a sniff, I've, uh, I've been pretty efficient in what I've been able to achieve. So um, for me, it's the getting in contention that's the tricky part. And um, it's been nice to be up there, you know, most of the week. Um, so you get them, you get them butterflies, you get that feeling, um, you know, every, every day, every morning, um, you know, getting ready, getting warmed up. So it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been an amazing week. I think that I will be able to be a better version of what I've been. I feel like my abilities and my knowledge of the game are um, in a different level of where I was before. That doesn't always mean you're going to play that way, but definitely my, my knowledge and ability to use information that I get given from, 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 from my team is, is in a better place. Um, and I think that, you know, you look at perspective and stuff and yeah, you've had the two kids and that's, you know, you sleep sleepless nights and this and that and people going about that stuff. But for me, when the golf was real bad and I didn't really fancy playing it, you know, to be able to then come down the stretch today and enjoy it is, is, is you know, it's something that's, that's a real beautiful thing to be able to do because that's, at the end of the day, when I was 10 and that's what I took golf up for because I enjoyed it and, and I wanted to get better. Um, you know that's what you want to play the game for. You want to be able to enjoy it and have a laugh with the with, with the crowds and embrace what you're doing and enjoy and enjoy all the factors around it. Where there was a lot of time there where I had where I didn't enjoy any second of it whatsoever. So it's you know I think that helps you put you in a place where a bad shot on a Sunday in contention can ruin someone's year. You know, but I'm incredibly happy within myself. Where you know if that would have happened today, it would have been one of them things that I'd driven home and. And had a bottle of wine probably, got over it and, and gone and pegged it up next week and uh, uh, and that's it, you know, we're all supposed to be where we are at that moment in time and fortunately for me that this week this is this is where it's ended up. Last year, the Thursday before I went was last year I had a vasectomy. I was in a lot of pain when I played here last year. Um, but I didn't I didn't want to pull out. The only time I could get in I had a busy schedule. It, it was what it was. It was pretty painful to walk. Um but I didn't want any more kids. So it was a, it, it was something I was willing to sacrifice. So no, I was playing some good golf, and unfortunately the timing of what it was, you know, meant that it had to be. And I, I knew I was playing some good stuff. and went home, rested up, and actually then came out. I think Italy was the week after this because it was in May. Um, came out and had a great week. I think I finished eighth um, in Italy. And Frankie, did Frankie or Toby on end up going go on and uh, and win? So, I mean, it was a false bottom. I think I don't think it was the lowest I'd been. I think I'd been lower. Ah, yeah, but I mean that's you know it's it's, it's a hell of a long time ago now. And um, it was one of them things. Right, so we're back, fresh from Danny Willett's press conference. And I think the it's first illuminating, thing... illuminating, to say the least. He had a vasectomy last year at the BMW PJ Championship and said he couldn't even... Well, it was painful to walk, and that led to his miscut when he was down at 462nd in the world. As far as excuses go, that's, that's up there, isn't it? Like, it's, I mean, it's fair, fair enough. There's not a lot you can say. <laughs> that, that will... Probably be the line in uh, tomorrow's newspaper. In tomorrow's newspaper, yes, most definitely. You wouldn't hear someone like Tiger Woods say that, would you? Not, not admit it. No, definitely not. That's not, what's so not good about Danny, though, isn't it? That he's so honest. Yeah, he's such a, a down-to-earth guy. He's, he seems to be uh, in a really good place at the moment, didn't he? Like he seems like the way he was talking, like he wasn't. He wanted to win, but he wasn't as bothered by losing. If you see what I mean. If he did. Yeah, what um, I really liked there was when he said why he got into golf was because he enjoyed it and today on the back nine he was enjoying it just enjoying it yeah and you could tell you could tell it which is why he's such a good pressure player because he didn't 
Well, he hit one bad swing there, didn't he, on 11. But yep. apart from that, under intense pressure this week, he hasn't won in almost a year. Mm. He just showed no signs of nerves or anything. And no. I didn't see him take those paracetamol either. Like, he must have done that slyly. No, yeah. <laughs> and so done on his that, stretches. And <laughs> so on that heather shot, he clearly did do some damage to his root, wrist yeah. if he had to take paracetamol. Mm. Yeah, definitely. We've all been there hitting roots and stuff. I mean, it's not, it's not great. I mean... The fact that he was able to work through it and keep playing at the highest level says it all about the kind of player he is. Yeah, he also spoke about the Ryder Cup there, didn't he? How he might be that guy who only ever plays away Ryder Cup. So clearly he's got his eye on Whistling Straits next year. Yeah, definitely. And um, I should probably apologise now because he's probably <laughs> going to make the team, isn't he? Like, um, looking back to what I said before his press conference, but... Uh, for it like it'd be great to see him on the team again because he he kind of got thrown in the deep end a little bit in was it 20 2016 at 2016 Hazeltine. at Hazeltine yeah and he kind of got thrown in at the deep end a little bit so it'd be good to see him yeah his brother made those again. comments didn't exactly he? so the, the entire crowd were against him exactly I mean it's hard enough being a Ryder Cup rookie and then you've got then he had all that other stuff to deal with yeah. but uh yeah it'd be good to see him back there because today it was essentially match play, wasn't it? And he proved that he is a great match play competitor. Yeah, against somebody who's now top five in the world, isn't he? I mean, Ram is, I think, fifth in the world now. Is he? Yeah, I believe so. so he was sixth coming into this week, one at one spot. Yeah, then. I believe he's displaced uh, Justin Thomas uh, for number five, but I'm, I'm sure the listeners will let me know if that's incorrect. But um, yeah, as far as battling the best players in the world Ram is up there so and he went toe to toe came out the other side that's that's what you need to do at the Ryder Cup yeah mm. uh, I think Willett would be a great player next year if if he has his game which I think he will because he seems to be in such a great place with his family as well and his life and yep. how his approach to golf how he enjoys it well he's, he seems to be content with two kids doesn't he <laughs> yeah he doesn't <laughs> want to um, right so in third place this week was Christian Bezuidenhout. Is that right? Bezuidenhout. Bezuidenhout. I think Hout. it's Hout. Hout. I don't okay. think it's Hout. Okay. They were saying on commentary. Okay. Uh, yeah, but we were half and half there. I feel. I think oh, I've got the first bit right. You've got the. But yeah, so on Friday, my dad came to Wentworth. Went out for about an hour and a half. Watched Bezuidenhout. Oh, um, this is very fun. Play the last <laughs> six or seven holes. We got a beer on the twelfth, and following him down the right on 15 he's hit it in the right rough right in the crowd and he's got this nasty little flop shot and I'm literally three yards away from him and he hits that phenomenal flop shot unbelievable shot honestly one of the best shots I've ever seen and in that spectator mode as I was just enjoying myself my dad having a just only one beer (laughs) uh, he then turned around started high-fiving us and I was on telly so if you want to see what I look like, I'm the guy with the white hat. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I caught a bit of flack for that, didn't when, I, in the group chat? Yes, in the group work chat for Golf Monthly, that came up immediately with our eagle-eyed... Um, yeah, thanks, Joel Tubman. Yeah, colleagues. You said it was one beer, right? Like it was yeah, it was just, only one. Just, just the one? Okay. £5.70 as well. It wasn't cheap. <laughs> it cost you a lot of money to drink around this part of the world. <laughs> but anyway, it was an unbelievable shot, and I, I was lucky enough to meet Christian... On Monday, when we did a, a, a shoot with him, lovely guy. I mean, we talked about Springboks because we've obviously got the Rugby World Cup at the moment as well. He's just really down to earth, and he's got a really interesting story as well. So he um, 
drank accidentally rat poison when he was two years old in South Africa. Um, when like he went to pick up a Coke can in the street and he drank it, thinking it was Coke, obviously, um, which left him with basically a stutter um, and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And then he got banned in 2014, was it, at the Amateur Championship? Because I think I believe he tested positive for beta blockers, which he was using to help deal with that. So he was banned for a bit. I think it was nine months. And now he's Didn't he miss the Eisenhower Trophy because of that? Yes. Yep, Representing South Africa. Yes, indeed. Um, so basically, yeah, he was ready to play. Well, not like, at the tournament or anything, but he was getting ready to play. And basically his dad rang him up saying, no, you need to come home now. And he was just he just broke down to bits and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it was just one of those stories where it's so great to see somebody like that come out the other side and like get onto the European tour and like like work your way up. And I mean, he was brilliant today. I mean, what did he shoot there? Four on, four on 68. He's only had three bo- uh, three bogeys for the entire week. I think that's the least in the entire field. Yeah. And he's already a European Tour winner. Um, yeah, won the Valderrama Masters uh, end of June. The Australia Astra- Astra- Dam. All right. I mean, you've got to add in the sponsor. I mean, apparently. <laughs> Free advertising now. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, like, do like an Australia Dam. But anyway. Um, Other beers are available. <laughs> yeah. But he's made a great start to his career. He's only 25 years old. I mean, that makes me feel terrible because I'm 25 years old. Yeah. And he's, uh, he, oh, no, I'm 24, sorry. Yeah, I mean, that hurts me that somebody who's the same age and he's about to go and probably break into the world's top 70, probably. I, I need to check the ranking. Victor Hovland's stuff. four years younger than you, Sam. No, oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I'll yeah. put it out there. I think Bersuadenhout. I can't say his name properly. Bersuadenhout. Bersuadenhout. <laughs> I think he is going to be a star. He's the next big thing from South Africa, I would say. I was so yes. impressed with him this week. Yeah. He and like, Eric Van Royen look yeah. like a cut above the rest. That's probably doing a lot of those really good South African players a disservice there. But <laughs> It's the President's Cup coming up soon. I mean, I don't think he'll make the team because it might be a bit too late. But in Could future... Get a pick. Yeah. Not that, to be fair, we really care about the President's Cup I don't mind the in Europe, Cup. do we? The only problem this year is obviously it's in Melbourne, so it's like time difference-wise. But so, how many picks does Ernie get? Four. Four. Yeah. Why, yeah. Why couldn't Zayden help? I think it's going it Day. Day will get a pick. Day's definitely getting one, and and they're they're all obvious. Wackham Neiman, I think, was favourite for the final one. No. <laughs> Out of those, Neiman or Christian? Surely got to go, Christian. Well, Neiman just just won on the PJ Tour last week, didn't he? But yeah. Anyway, we've heard from Danny Willett. You've heard from us. Uh, we're very tired. It's been a long week. Yeah, I've been here since right. Monday. So Monday I got here with Tappers and we were on the Srixen tour truck with Shane Lowry. Oh, nice. Yeah. Held the claret jug. Uh, Lowry was in fine form. Again, a bit like Danny Willett. He's just a very regular, lovely guy, mm. family man. Uh, and then we had the Justin Rose thing, didn't we? Yes. Uh, did a, a really good feature interview with Justin Rose on... Stay tuned. His technique and, <laughs> and his what's in the bag what's as well. What's in the bag. Uh, yeah. So Rosie came in with a bad knee, didn't he? Yes. Didn't play a practice round. Turned up on Thursday. We didn't actually think he was going to play. And then he shot five under. Got into a great position to win today. Yeah. And then what did he shoot today? He shot level par in the end, which is quite good after <laughs> back, yeah. back-to-back Two, double bogeys. Yeah, back-to-back doubles. Um, I mean, he pulled it back, didn't he? Yeah. He's still, still class. That's all you can say. Like on a bad knee and he was noticeably you could tell on certain shots he was a little bit uncomfortable 
So I saw him tee off as well and, and followed him, Rose and, uh, him, Ram and Reed on the second day. And he just looked a little bit ginger. I'm not quite sure. But if you can shoot 12 under on a bad knee, the game must be in a good place. Yeah, fair play. A lot of players might not have actually teed it up this week when they've got the the wealth that Justin Rose has. Yeah. Sad that he missed the program though because the program was really good. So I went to I basically hung around the whole day by the first green second tee getting a whole load of like swings of all the celebrities and all the all the um tour guys. It was just a really good atmosphere. Like everyone was so laid back. Obviously you had uh, all the cricket stars like Ben Stokes, Josh Butler and Joe Root and then you had uh, footballers like Giggs, uh, Skulls, Vidic and all those guys. It was just really, really good fun. And like, the players enjoyed it. Great the, weather. I think there were 25,000 people there yes, as well. 25,000 on a pro-am day. That yeah. is, that's insane. Yeah. I recommend coming to that. I mean, it's, it's really good fun. And yeah. everybody's laid back going talk to the guys all that kind of stuff so yeah i haven't done my research in this uh, very <laughs> short period of time since the tournament ended but i can't really remember anyone winning the bmw pj championship at 20 under par so yeah, it's insane isn't it i think a lot of those par fives could potentially be made par fours in the future but you say that but billy back to billy horshaw because he said in his press conference yeah the winner was i think he, he quoted as saying yeah the winners were shooting like 17 18 under but you still have to put the ball in the correct place like these guys like willett shot 20 under but rarely did he miss like he, he and when he did he got himself out of it with a really good recovery shot so like it's it's it, I, I think that, I think you're being harsh there. But say they they turn four the downhill one into a par four and twelve as well the, that into a par four, the winning score would have been twelve under, which I think is a bit more reflective of the golf course and the golf that they played. I, I I disagree. I think the course is as good as like it was brilliant this week. Doesn't need changing. Yeah, whatsoever. It, is, it was phenomenal. And at the end of the day, it's just par, really, isn't it? We have seen. I mean, a what was the lowest? Tournament. What was the lowest? So sixty-five, and several guys shot that, didn't they? I think that was shot four times. I mean, twice of which by Billy Horshaw. Yeah, I mean that's nobody's as if it's not as if anybody's going like shot 62, 63 this week. So I think I think leave course as it is. Doesn't need touching. All the players absolutely loved it. The condition of it was excellent. As I said earlier, it, it doesn't... No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, Wentworth West, if you haven't been here, is a Harry Cock classic. It is a true Heathland golf course. It's been modified recently for for all the tour pros and whatnot. Yeah. And it's, it's quite a walk. It's one of our greatest golf courses, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite a walk, I must admit. So the, I, I first came here about 10, 15 years ago, before all the uh, modifications, and I must I don't remember it being as hilly as it, as it is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably because my dad was probably picking me up or something, like carrying me around. But, um, yeah, so if you do come along, be prepared to, like, follow groups and walk along with them, all that kind of stuff. And like actually go out to like the ninth, like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, that little corner, and then like follow it around because it is like it's stunning, especially this time of year. Yeah, the heather was in full bloom in this late season. You love it? heather, don't you? You love <laughs> yeah. a, you love a good bit of heather. Oh, the purple mixed with the green. <laughs> Although don't go in the heather because you know, as Danny Willett found out, I don't it think can any, be quite I don't painful. think any golfer needs telling. Don't go in the heather. <laughs> I think we all know. Wouldn't you agree? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. Tomorrow, so tomorrow, Sam and I are playing golf at another Harry Colt course in Surrey. We are at Tandridge Golf Club for the Help for Heroes Golf Monthly Forum Day. So this is my first yeah. Help for Heroes Forum Day. My first experience around Tandridge, and um, I'm excited. Ranks 99th in our top 100, I believe. So that's had an awful lot of improvements in recent years, mm. down to uh, Frank Pont, who's a um, Harry Colt enthusiast. I think he. He sets the bunkers back to how they originally were. If I'm boring people, I'm very sorry. I'm a bit of a I golf course geek. Very, I actually found that quite interesting. So yeah, they <laughs> did the same at, at Broadstone as well, down in Dorset, which okay. is another beautiful heathland course. But anyway, we're rambling now, I think. Should we... Uh, yeah, I think, I think we're a little bit sleep deprived, I think, a little bit. Um, um, go on, Sam. Go on. So, well... Speak to you soon. Like, I don't know when I'm going to be back on this podcast because Tom obviously is going to be back next week. So hopefully if you guys comment and like and share and all that kind of stuff and get me on every week, I'm perfectly happy to come on. Yeah, well... Um, Seeing as the, the, the quiz has been axed. Yeah, you formally did the quiz, didn't you? Which yeah, is no well, longer. I'd like to clear my name as well. It's not out of... The, the, these two axed it. It's not from me being lazy one bit whoever commented that <laughs> it wasn't but me I was 21 14 up I was very happy to continue yeah it's interesting how people start complaining about it when they were losing but anyway <laughs> never mind so yeah hopefully I'll see you guys soon I'll let Elliot wrap it up properly yeah from Wentworth here in Surrey seen an amazing win here by Danny Willett today one of the best moments in his career probably just under his Masters win great to see him back John Rahm Put in a good fight. I think Christian Bezuidenhout is a massive star for the future. Rory McIlroy gave us great stories. Victor Hovland was up there as well. His next year and get more, hopefully Horschel convinces more Americans to come over, more PGA Tour guys. So Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think this will be in the September date for many years to come. Excellent. Yep. But yeah, listeners, thank you. Until next week, it's goodbye.